Anime. I'm your host, Peter. On today's episode with my co-host, Pat, we will be discussing and reviewing the new Makoto Shinkai film, Suzume, and asking ourselves, is it okay to simp over inanimate objects? Before we get started, we like to always go over our movie-going experience. So, Pat, how was it like uh, adventuring to the theaters this time around? Oh, it was great. Yeah, so uh, for one, even though this was an advanced showing, it was actually in one of the main theaters, uh, you know, one of the bigger, you know, 200 capacity uh, theaters rather than like when I saw Kaguya recently or uh, a couple of the other movies that have come out. I They were in the smaller 20 to 30 seat theaters. So this was nice to be back in the full size, the IMAX 2D experience, you know, Uh hadn't had my Coca-Cola icy like always. And it was a great time. I mean, the, the crowd was good, too, like. Well, it wasn't too crowded tonight uh, with the advanced screening, but the uh, but it was good. Uh, like like everyone was enjoying it, laughing, and and a, a great experience overall. What about you, Pete? Yeah, I got my nice ten dollar popcorn. It was about eighty percent fill, I would say. I had to go to a different theater than I normally go to. I had to go like a half an hour away from my house, so that was interesting. It was in a shopping mall, and then when I was leaving. Um, like the gates were closed to go like, cause I, like I came into the mall and then when I was leaving the gates are shut so that you can't go into the mall. I was like, okay, well how do I get out of here? Yeah. <laughs> so then I like walked down the hall. I eventually found like a staircase that led to a hallway, which led to another staircase, which let me out of the mall, but like on the back door. And then it's like, as soon as I opened the they must share it with like a restaurant and there was just like four dudes smoking a cigarette. I was just like, Oh, uh, Hey. And I just walked away. I was like, this is super fucking awkward, but I was just like, you know what? I just got out of this sick ass movie. Can't wait to come home and talk to Pat about it because as we always do, we like to get, uh, the review out ASAP and talk about our experiences. And this time it was with, I mean, I mean, probably the biggest director in anime t- today, I would say Makoto Shinkai. And we did. I did a weathering with you one like way back when, and this finishes the trilogy of his big three. I think I want to talk to you about that if you think that there's more. But um, I think maybe just do like first impressions. What do you thought going into this? What were you expecting, and um, were you enjoying what you saw? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So first impressions, and we'll keep it spoiler free. I think. Uh, uh, I... I mean, if we should, we could talk spoilers. I guess so. Yeah. If someone's listening to this by now, they should. Uh, but yeah, so either way, I <laughs> I didn't know what to expect going in. I, I knew to expect uh, like three things, beautiful, beautiful weather, like effects and rain and everything else, uh, a talking chair and cat at different points in the movie and uh, just supernatural stuff to happen between a boy and a girl. You know, that's all I really knew to uh, what to expect going in. I, I was proud of myself. I avoided spoilers entirely for this movie. And I, I guess it was probably easier because there was, it wasn't like I was seeing it, you know, a few months later than the English release or the full on, uh, like American English release. But I, I stayed completely spoiler free and I'm so glad I did because it is pretty spoiler heavy of a movie, I would say. So again, if you're listening to this, but without having watched it, uh, I think you can tell already. Both of us recommend it. 
yes. go watch it come back and listen and then talk to us in the comments about this uh instead but oh man i i mean again the the opening scene is just gorgeous it's stunning and it sets up the entire mood i think for the movie uh immediately it then breaks into the usual makoto shinkai transitions where you know the character conversations feel very real and and you know just casual you know like the the characters even though they're these side characters that get two lines like her friends back at the at school super normal very just authentic i I don't know how else to put it like again he he does it so much better than anyone else i think where he brings to life these characters in so few lines of dialogue or in in their actions and the way they react to things it's wonderful i I know pete i'm rambling here what what, what were your first impressions no i i agree it's not in the sense of like your name where i think the side characters play a more pivotal part of the story but they still provide like a pivotal part of her character and i did thoroughly enjoyed like that brief conversation she had when eating lunch with these two schoolgirls that later i mean that didn't play any role really in the story but like in that specific scene they did so i thought like like you said before it felt real it felt casual it didn't feel like in anime to be honest it, that's kind of like one thing that i really like about it where it's not it can be exaggerated in some points but it still holds that feeling of this is the message that they're trying to send of it being more realistic than fantasy at the time or like more like anime because a lot of times they can be overly dramatic uh to the point where it seems not real so props to them on keeping the dialogue in something that kept me you know intrigued but also real yeah that makes absolutely sense. <laughs> no it does it does well because like you know Sometimes you can tell what the characters are going to say before they say it, right? Just because of the setting or what's going to happen. And you can kind of know what they're going to say. But in this, they, I don't know. I, Makoto always it catches me off guard a little bit. Like, you know, if they, again, I laughed a lot. This is probably the most I've laughed in a in a movie of his. Uh, I mean, I've, I remember loving Weathering With You and thinking it was very funny. But I also... This one, this one did a good job of going back and forth between very serious, important moments and very funny things, too. And I think the best example of that is in the car ride after uh, Suzume and her uh, mother, uh, Tamaki, uh, I believe is her name or her name, uh, you know, her aunt, I should yep. say. Uh, they at, right after they have their argument and, you know, they, you know, they split up, but then they come back together and the guy's driving and he's like, I you no know, this song doesn't work this song doesn't work and then a song comes on that's like we should never fight you know like and it's it's like yeah this is the song like that had me dying laughing in the theater that that character added so much to the final act of the movie I think and it like like it shouldn't it, like it's not something that any anime can do a lot of anime do it very poorly uh, with the just surprise tonal shifts and. And comedy trying to mix in with the serious moments. I don't know. I felt, uh, I think another show that does this really well is uh, Kaguya Isama, right? Like Love is War, where they'll have, you know, the the story will be progressing and uh, like Kaguya and uh, Shinomiya will be having a serious conversation, but it's beneath a layer of comedy. Yes. Well, yep. you know, it, it, and it's, and this, I think, it wasn't the same style of conversations where they're trying to outwit each other like in Kaguya, but in this case, it was much more of a, uh, you know, trying to emotionally reach each other and understand that why, you know, why is Suzume not telling me what's going on? Why won't she tell me 
Is she interested in a boy? What has she mm-hmm. been running away literally across the country for? You know, and, and I think from for an American's perspective, that's it'd be like going from like D.C. all the way up to past New York to Boston. You know, like that's how far they traveled. It, it's, it is a significant, significant trip that they were going on. And it's like, why, why are you not telling me in the same way that Tamaki won't ever admit to her that, you know, she held her life back or that there were things she does. But, you know, she she doesn't actually feel that way, you know, like the, and the, But the, it's hard to communicate that when you're just always, always on the move and and trying to catch back up to her. It, it was so beautiful. I really it, loved it. It was. And the, I think that plays a part of uh, Shinkai's storytelling, where I think at the end of the story, there's always a theme. There's always a message that he was trying to send where, and whether he was you, with you, it was like, I, I'll pick love over like the world. Like that was the message that he chose in your name. It was like, love will find a way. And then this was a little different because I do think that there was this like love undertone, but I don't think that was like the main point of the relationship. It was, which I think like the symbolism of this is literally Suzume closing doors. It's her closing her, the door of her past that she's been holding back this whole time of this trauma that she went through. I mean, she went through a natural disaster, which is another thing I want to bring up later, but natural disaster of losing her mother and still kind of holding on to this hope of whatever is on the other side that she can see. And at the end of the movie, we see that she's able to finally close the door on that part of her life. And I was like, oh my God, that was so fucking good. Like the whole thing was just the symbolism was so good. And I was a little concerned because may, I don't know if you felt this way either, but there was a part, maybe like even like 80% of the way through the movie, I didn't know like what the message they were trying to send in it. And I think that's like kind of the beauty of this is like, well, guess what? All of these pieces were coming together for this one big ass scene. I was like, genius, genius. It was so well written. Peak. Yes. Peak. Did you notice too, uh, like those, like you said, the closing the doors and, you know, accepting your past and then also being willing to accept your, your future, I think is a big part of this. Yeah. hundred percent that too. Did you notice, uh, all of the places were, you know, places that a child would have pivotal moments with their, whether with their parents or in their life. So a school, uh, was one of them. And, uh, the, the amusement park was another location. My brain's, uh, blanking on what was it like an observatory the one that was actually in their original town or something like that i i don't remember but um yeah i, I know we just saw the movie but it's it's so hard to remember these details sometimes yeah because like, yeah 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 because yeah. then when they were in tokyo it was in like the subway um yeah i'm trying to think of like the school the amusement park and then kobe was no, Kobe was the amusement park. Yeah, well, yeah, the locations mattered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the locations were yeah. Like again, this whole movie, as it always does with Shinkai, felt thought out so well in advance. You know, nothing happens by mistake on the screen. Every single person that she talks to and interacts with, other than the CGI characters, matters. You know, every single person, every single conversation meant something. And, and I and I adore that. Uh, and it's, again, one of the reasons why I, I, I love all of his movies so much. But uh, 
man, like, like all of her friends that she made along the way too that support her. I loved uh, in the th in the end uh, credits, you know, getting to see her enjoying that trip back with uh, with Tamaki, you know, showing her aunt. Yeah, these are the people I met along the way. Like, and which of course isn't in hindsight it's like oh yeah don't worry i was fine look mm -hmm. at who i was with this whole time but it's also just a you know it it's her welcoming tamaki more into her life and showing her what i did on this journey to come well to literally save japan you know and but also earn uh earn my right to move on from my past as well i think you know and and be that person that the child version of me saw uh i, I liked that i uh, time loops are usually very hard to do well mm. i think and and i uh <laughs> i don't know i i normally don't like them but i think i was willing to make an exception in this movie because it was uh it, it, that the chair right symbolizes her connection to her mother or or her holding on to the past and what was the child or what does child Suzume need more than anything in that moment where she's lost in what was it called the ever after i think yep. uh uh what does she need more she needs the stability she needs to know that she has had a mother she has someone in her life right mm -hmm. and and the stability uh, like the chair maybe represents like the stability something holding her up or something like that that's kind of like what i was getting as well with the same reason why the chair only had 3 legs that, like, she lost a piece of her mother. Um, that's kind of, like, what I got. I don't know if that's a reach, but that's kind of, like, what I thought, like, the symbolism of the three legs meant. For sure. Well, yeah, it was a, a damaged or, or fractured uh, relationship, you know, where she never got to say goodbye, right? She never yep, actually true. got closure on where her mother, at least in the movie, they don't say, like, oh, they found her body or, like, whatever. Like, no, it's just she's gone. Yeah. She was a nurse and she's gone. And um, and obviously with the way that she blacks out those pages, too, she just can't cope with losing that mother um, to the point where she ends up in the ever after somehow by mm -hmm. opening that door and as, as a little child and wandering and wandering. And then again, what we originally are supposed to, uh, you know, a, a big red herring of what we think is her mother actually turns out to be Suzume, of yes, course, standing that there. That was cool. That was I really thought that cool. was really cool. I didn't expect it. I, I don't know if uh, maybe I'm just dense and stupid, but I didn't uh, <laughs> I did not expect that well, at all. That, I, thought it was that a like... I thought it was a flashback and then, and well, like in the beginning and then like realizing that like they're like meshing at the end because he kind of does that in his movies with time. Well, at least he did that with um, Your Name, where like the, the timelines kind of intertwine for just like a little bit. And yeah, that's kind of what I got from it. I thought it was really cool. Oh, so good. Um, the cats being gods was not something I really expected. Like, I, I guess once they started talking, it was like, oh, this is what's going to happen in this movie. OK, uh, it, I, it, it. Yeah, it was weird. I got to say, I wonder like, if that's like, that must, is that like a symbolism thing in Japan? Maybe like I, I'm not entirely sure, to be honest. I know foxes are big in their cult, uh, mm. culturally. Again, I'm probably making a fool of myself uh, only talking off of, you know, what very little research I've done. But I but I, so I'd imagine cats are also, I don't know, the Egyptians worship them. Right. So so surely 
and we worship them. I mean, we let them <laughs> live in our fucking houses, you know, mm. and do whatever the hell they want nowadays, too. So I imagine there was some significance to that in in, in, a, in a lore or mytho- mythological sense, right? One thing I I loved uh, being the history nerd that I am was they they talked about. like a disaster about a hundred years ago or so and what was that disaster the great fucking fire of tokyo right Mm -hmm. or kyoto uh that was one of the worst natural disasters in japan's history it's like oh they attributed that to what the gods or the the worm whatever that was the last big disaster i i liked the idea too that all of these natural disasters that happen some of them you know like the earthquakes right too they'd start out small uh, three, you know, 3.0, very barely noticeable. And then they would blow, you know, if they didn't save it in time, it turned into a bigger deal. It turned into an actual natural disaster. Imagine that was real life. Like, how cool that would that be to think that? Like, oh, yeah. I, I wanted to touch on that because that's kind of like a theme with his movies are natural disasters. Your name, it's uh, a meteorite collision fighting with the earth. Weathering with you is, to me, was like climate change, like global warming. And then this was earthquakes. It's like something that Japan has like experienced like throughout their history. And I was like, I wonder if like that's like a, I, I'm just like intrigued on like how he starts like his writing process. It's like, okay, this is going to be which natural disaster am I gonna write about? Okay, we're gonna do maybe the next one's like typhoons or something. I don't know, but it's just like every every movie has like a theme with like a, either weather or natural disasters. And I think it's like really interesting how he does that and then ties it in with everything else that he does yeah our co-host miles uh would uh berate us both for calling it a meteorite it was a comet it's comet actually. sorry yeah. then when it hits the earth then it's a meteorite correct there you go buddy there you go. Uh, i learned <laughs> something. this conversation today i learned this conversation like three days ago mm-hmm. so that's why i bring it up um but yeah uh all right so what, what else uh, so i want to talk about easter you notice, eggs if you you want to talk because there's, there's a few that I know. There's one for sure that I know was an Easter egg. And there's one I think it's a little bit of a reach. But I, at the same time, I think, like, it's, like, some of it's, like, an homage. Okay, so here's my reach one first. I think part of the beginning was, like, an homage to Miyazaki. Um, So in the beginning, they are in the Miyazaki prefecture. And so to me, I was just like, oh, um, before they announced that it's the Miyazaki prefecture... They're in a helicopter. It says like Miyazaki broadcasting. So a thing with Miyazaki is in all of his films, he loves aviation. Um, a lot of his themes in his films are centered around flying or some form of flying. It's like, oh, that's interesting. But then they said like, oh, they're in the Miyazaki prefecture. I'm like, okay, so maybe that's not it. But then when we get introduced to Daijin, they start talking about how it's, um, it looks like the cat from A Whisker Away. And then he has like a scene where he glows up his eyes. that looks exactly like Totoro. And I'm like, you know what? I do think that these are like subtle nods to Miyazaki in this film. I I think that that's a bit of a reach, but who knows? Okay. Uh, like, again, I, I am not as uh, into Miyazaki or, or Ghibli films either, uh, to be fair. So I didn't particularly notice them, but the cat, de- the cat's design uh, looked very like, uh, I don't know, Ghibli. It looks it looks like yes. a Ghibli cat. You know, both cats did, and uh, of course, that might just be the nature of them being mythological and and whatever, mm-hmm. like you know, hand drawn like in the same way. But um, 
I, I do think that's interesting. What, what was your uh, okay. your more this specific one, Easter eggs? This one, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna claim it right now. I'm the first person to notice this in like the entire world. So okay. when Suzume is in Sota's apartment, he has a jacket and a hat hanging up on a like um like a hanger rack thing, and it's the exact outfit of the lead singer of Radwips in the song Zen Zen Zens, which is like the opening song of Your Name. If you watch the music video, the lead singer is wearing that exact outfit. It's like a big ass blue hat with like a trench coat, and it's the exact same thing that's hanging in his apartment. I was like, that's a hundred percent a reference to Radwimps, because Radwimps does all the music for uh Shinkai films. I'm like, that I, I that that is not a reach. I am claiming that right now. Jesus Christ, Pete, do you have a life? Honestly? No. Like... <laughs> No, but I, I mean, it, it, it's very iconic. If you've seen the music video for ZZZN, it's, I think it's a very unique look because he wears like a huge blue, like uh bucket hat thing and this huge trench coat. And they're just playing in like the middle of the field. And I was like, that's it. That's it. Okay. I mean, I, again, I'll, I'll take your word for it. I, that's, that's a realistic thing to do though. Right. You, you know, you want to show appreciation to someone who's done, now three of your movie scores and and mm-hmm. been part of why they were so successful too right like the music in this uh is so Ooh. so good and you don't I want to talk the, about that you know you don't hear radwimps very much it doesn't sound very radwimpy until the end as a huge i get that negative. i get that i do feel that um i guess my big easter egg that i saw was that there was this restaurant that she went to i believe in in kobe mcdonald's <laughs> it was called McDonald's, and that's a reference to the real-life uh, restaurant called McDonald's. Oh, sick Easter egg. They also do know, that really... in Weathering With You. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you noticed or not. I just figured I'd... Yeah, so there you go. There's another reference right there. It's a reference to the Weathering With You uh, verse, or, uh, multiverse, I guess. Yes, um, the first instance of McDonald's in anime was in Weathering did, With You. <laughs> did, did you go in expecting this to be a... Uh, in the same universe 100%. as weathering with you and oh. your name because i i expected them to tie in the natural disasters like you know the worm or whatever into the other at, at least that, that that was my initial thought where i was like oh this will explain all the natural disasters that i thought about and it was i believe they talk about in in tanking uh in weathering with you they they talk about uh you know the rain gods and like mm-hmm. uh, i believe like raijin and some of the other mythological gods and so i wonder if it was just different categories i guess of like it was not categories but you know what i mean like uh it it, it was a different world though because like as or at least a different time because we saw tokyo and it was fine you know mm-hmm. it wasn't it was under attack of an earthquake not a uh you know deluge of rain so i thought that that was uh surprising to see that uh, like I don't know, again i had no idea going in whether it was going to be or not but the second it started with natural disasters, my brain went, all right, I need to watch out for Mitsuha. And yep. uh, I need to watch out for what's their name. I can't remember the weathering with you characters, but they were uh, they were on my radar as well. I, I bet there's like one scene where like they're on the train. And if you like slow mo it, there's like there's like a little silhouette <laughs> of like one of the characters from your name. But like, that's what I was thinking, too, especially because. I was thinking more weathering with you because there were a few scenes where Tsutsume is just like falling from the sky, which is like the iconic scene from weathering with you. I was like, what if they're falling in the background somewhere while she's falling something along like those lines. (laughs) 
man. that would be pretty funny. Uh, a little, little Easter egg. Um, can can we right, talk I, about Radwimps though? Because yeah, sure. Because I I think that when I my biggest thing going into like a Makoto Shinkai film, like you said, I like we know the animations are gonna be stunning. Like we know it's going to be like a great film. But like I think what separates it from a lot of other movies is like the soundtrack. And I'm sure this has a great soundtrack. They didn't really play it that much in the movie, which I thought was a huge bummer because think about how your name starts. Uh, think about like the grand escape during Weathering With You when they're falling from the sky. Like iconic scenes with an iconic song. And while I liked the song at the end of the movie, we had to wait two hours to get a Radwim song. And I thought that was very disappointing because I think there were scenes where they could have implemented some form of like fun song that Radwimps does while she's like hanging out with Chica or while she's like working part time at her like host club thing that she was doing for a second there. Like, I feel like they could yeah, have that was implemented <laughs> something like that. Did that affect you at all or no? Not really, because I enjoyed the music enough. Uh, I could still tell it was like Radwimps do. At least I think it was Radwimps doing like the you know, the background music, right? Cause it was it, what it, for me, it was more, it was just less vocal, you know? So, yeah, so I like guess, you said, there, yeah, there, there wasn't as much of the lead singer of Brad Wimskin, don't know his name. Uh, and then the, the, the female, uh, singer that, uh, sang with them and weathering with you. Is that lot. the same one? I thought it was, it sounded like a Koto Miura or something like that is her name. I think, uh, maybe I'm making that shit up and, uh, you know what people can I tell mean, me. It wouldn't I surprise me. They use a lot of the same, like groups with their music so right yeah so i think they were definitely still the ones doing all of that background music and it was really really pretty and and i enjoyed it enough but i I do see where you're coming from where yeah i I was like i haven't heard a male sing yet you know like i haven't heard the male vocals sing yet other than although again in the car i loved the songs that they were playing i thought Mm -hmm. it was so funny especially with serizawa uh singing along to them <laughs> that, that was so i i was dying laughing because i you could hear him be he was like slightly off too like you, you know he couldn't actually sing it, the notes properly it was so good mm-hmm. um i my i guess my big gripe and i say big gripe as if i'm not gonna give this movie like a nine <laughs> yeah but um the the CG, I I assume if I went back and really nitpicked your name, and I bet especially Weathering With You, I would go back and be able to see some CG crowds or CG in in the movie, you know, mm-hmm. like being being front, front and center, even with those movies being about as beautiful as you can get in, in anime. This one, there were moments of great CG, I thought, as well, like, and I, where it made sense, like some of the car scenes look good. But there were a, there was a lot more CG than I expected. Uh, like it, it it was just weird where they it felt like normal anime where they're just like, all right, this scene isn't that important, so we're gonna you know have half of the crowd. And it was so weird too because like half the crowd would be CG, but then the the ones near the forefront would still be hand drawn. Like in a couple of their you know like running through the city shots, it would just be like, oh yeah, four of these guys are hand drawn, and then everyone else is CG. It's yep. just weird. Like, and and I don't know if that was a, a meant to like catch your eyes and prevent you from noticing it, but I noticed CG in this movie probably a dozen times more than I have ever noticed it in any other Shinkai film. So 
and again, it was still really good. And when it was beautiful, like uh, it was mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Like it looked stunning. Every time the rain popped, or, or the you know the, the worm popped, yep. it, and the the rain came down, gorgeous, right? The pinata but, worm. Yeah, the pinata worm. Uh, but the it was also still like, what, what's going on here? You know, like what? Why? you know you're this isn't what you're known for you know like i i don't know uh what do you think about it the the one that sticks out to me the most is when they get introduced to um sirazawa and him in his car and when they're like talking on the street and they thought that, like they were in a fight like that was so well animated and then they drive off and it looks great yes <laughs> and then they, then they cut to like a scene where they're on a bridge and it's like clearly cg and it's just like it went from like looking incredible to like I'm watching a seasonal. I'm like, huh? It's not that it, it like it doesn't take anything away from me from like the movie, but I just thought like that was a very interesting choice. And then like immediately then they go to like a zoom in and it's back to being hand drawn. And I'm just like, hmm, a very it- interesting decision on that one. I almost wonder if the fact that it is a Shinkai movie with, again, everything that looks good being so good makes the CG stand out worse. I think a hundred, a hundred percent. It definitely has to, because again, the CG isn't bad either. And I'm not some CG hater. I only hate it when it's used in like, you know, idol animations Mm -hmm. when, you know, an idol show that's supposed to be about the idols and their music. And then they don't do it. Uh, You know, the most important scene is CG, but like in this case, again, like the worm, I'm sure it was like at least partially CG at times, but it didn't look like it uh, mo- uh, most of the time when they were like yeah. riding on it and and, w- and when it was flowing around and and just being a stunning piece of artwork. Like it, it, it was it, it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I just remember being sitting there being puzzled, being like, oh, that's CG. Oh, cool. I, I, I'm getting good enough to notice that. I, I thought to myself and like gave myself an ego boost. And then like 10 minutes later, it happened again. And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> Maybe I'm not that good. Maybe it's just <laughs> like it's actually noticeable, and and then that was confirmed. Yeah, but it, oh my god, it was so pretty when it was pretty though. Oh my god, loved it. It was pretty. Um, one thing I want to talk about is the Makoto Shinkai Big Three. Whether not just the movies itself, but each premise has kind of the the same thing with the male female leads. How would you rank like the characters and leads? in the Makoto Shinkai film. Oh, that's hard. I'm going to spring it on you. That's, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, you, you've had the entire time that you were driving home to think about this. Oh, I've yeah. got right now. Um, I almost want to say Suzume is the most impressive one in terms of uh, competence and then also uh, like growth, I would say, over the course of the movie uh mitsuha and uh god i'm forgetting the the male leads in your name the two of them talk yes their their relationship i think is uh yeah and and the way that the the way that they bicker and and butt heads i think is is one of the things that makes me love that that movie of the big three Mm -hmm. so much and and still probably be my favorite but i'd say that Honestly, Suzume was was incredible as as a character. She persevered through so much. She didn't have those stupid anime character moments, you know, that you're so used to seeing in in like seasonals and other, I don't know, shonen or whatever else, where they make a dumb decision that 
feels out of character. Like every everything she did felt in character uh, mm-hmm. to me. I, I so I would say that this and again, it's probably just because it's the freshest. But to me, Suzume is probably the best of of the lead. And and, uh, and f- to be fair to Sota as well, he did a fantastic job too. He kind of takes a back seat, I think, uh, later on, especially in the final act of the movie, being. You know, salute chair yeah, chairman yeah uh, but but he he also uh you know you see him warming up to suzume throughout the first act and the second act where he's you know starting to be like oh i don't have to carry this burden alone this person is a good this is a good person that i'm talking to um not wanting to disappoint his grandfather and like you know the, his elders or his you know ancestors whatever as well that's a, a very honorable thing i think so and so you know you see him really suffer too i mean he is suffering uh that little shit daijin is just yeah. he oh that, that i didn't love how they made us try to like him again at the end i i didn't hate it either but i was kind of like why why does uh why does suzume feel bad when he turns back into the relic or whatever like I would have just chucked that shit right in, you know, like I yeah. would not have felt no that hesitation. at all. No hesitation. Like, you know, like, I, I don't know. What, what, what did you think of the, of the big three? Ooh, it's tough. Um, like, cause I do think out of, if I had to pick one specific character of the three movies, I like the best. It is Suzume, but as like a duo, I think I still like, uh, Taki and Mitsuhara from your name as like the, the main cast. It's like no fault to like Sota because eighty percent of the movie he's a chair, um, and a lot of times it's used as comic relief. So it it it's hard to say, but like I loved loved Suzume. I her character like progression and how they use everything with the doors and sort of like. Well, it's it's a lot of the the other movies, the adventure of like being a youth, because in your name, they go on an adventure searching for something, weathering with you. They don't really like go on an adventure. I would say all that much. They're more of like on the run, but it's still like in the process of like going somewhere, running to something or running away from something. And I liked Suzume's, she didn't really like second guess anything where she just trusted her gut, even in her dialogue wasn't um hesitation where so it's just like aren't you afraid to die and she's like no like immediately like she seems like she had her mind made up on life i guess um while still having some like battling demons i just i really liked her as a character i, I it's one of those things where it's like now that i think about it i like her so much more after i'm letting this sink in where god she was so just so good and just like the relationship with like her aunt too was just great honestly just like the character dynamics and the the dialogue between like them when it gets serious was just i thought handled the best out of shinkai films um yeah i i really liked like that human interaction that they had in this movie for sure i mean in in your name they hardly talk to each other too like directly which is what makes it so so special when they do yes, i think 100%. uh but the uh again yeah suzume and her uh her aunt i get uh, tamaki or iwato whatever her name was uh they were just uh they they nailed that role i think like they 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 showed the struggles but also the 
the strengths I think that would mm-hmm. come out of a relationship like that where you know Tamaki doesn't know she's not her mother so she's not going to come down on as hard on her right because she's going to be like oh what, what would my sister want me to be mean you know be strict with her like anything and, and in the same way Suzume is like go find yourself a date like yeah. you know you wouldn't you wouldn't be shopping your mother well, <laughs> you it, know like it's like, okay because like Suzume's thing is that she needs to close her door and then her aunt is that she needs to open it like she needs to like stop holding everything back because of Suzume she needs to like experience something like stop letting this ex- because her entire life changed when her sister died. And now that she has this brand new responsibility and you see that when she's been battling demons herself and kind of lets it out at Suzume during the rest stop. And it's one of those things like she's been holding this in for years and that is her demon that she's battling. While it's like, yeah, I love you. But like at the same time, you know, you change the trajectory. It's like, it's like guilt. It's like loving guilt. It's really, I I just thought that dynamic was great. Like you would do anything for this person, but at the same time, like you lost a part of your life that you'll never get back. And you kind of feel a little cheated. Maybe is the right word that she couldn't experience this. And I really connected with that. It's just like losing a part of your life. That is, I don't know that you were not expecting to do like, I don't know if she was ever planning on having kids, but like she probably, I think she said that she's in her forties. She's 40 now. So when she's taken, yeah, well, when she took it, so when she took in Suzume, she was like 33 or 34. No, or no, she was like 28, 28. 28. So math is hard. Pete. It's okay. Yeah. It's my bad. No, I had to wake up at six 30 for work today. Um, so it's just like, Maybe when you're 28, I, I know for me, when I was 28, I kind of knew that I wasn't going to have kids. And so what if you were going through that like whole notion of your life that you were never going to have kids and now you have a kid and like now you have this responsibility. And I, I thought that she like shouldered that weight of raising a daughter that she never, wa- I don't know, wanted to, but... There's a really cool dynamic. It would have been, I, I know that the story's not about her, but for like the time that we got with her, I felt that it was very impactful and just a great addition to this story. I agree. And I, yeah, I agree completely. Okay. Now it's time for the big three question out of these okay. three Makoto Shinkai films, your name, weathering with you and Suzume, where would you rank them in one, two, in, the, in order? Oh man, I don't know. I mean, this this one's hard to top. Your name for me is. I've never been so blown away. Like the, and I guess I guess spoilers for your name. Um, if you, for some reason you haven't watched it yet, if you haven't, you're a fucking psycho. Um, <laughs> like seriously, that's a bit aggressive. Like, what they just it. got in the no. anime? Go watch your name. You should go watch know. your name, but you're not go a psycho. Your... Yeah, you might be. Um. <laughs> Sorry, but I, I like that that pen drop scene lives rent free in my head. Oh, yeah. I think about it at the least I love once you. a week. Yeah. Well, yeah, it just when when they're talking and then all of a sudden the conversation cuts off mm-hmm. and the pen drops and there's dead silence that completely like that. That was the moment where I I truly got sucked into anime, I think more so than I, I had already started to become. Um, I, I cannot speak highly enough about your name. I think it's. It's the best-selling Shinkai film for a reason. 
I'd put this one probably number two. I, I need to sit on that because uh, I loved Weathering with you as well. But I do think that this one gave better closure on the on the story um, in terms of like, oh, OK, it makes sense. Like what like what they're doing now a post post the story's resolution makes more sense. made more sense to mm-hmm. me then. Like, I don't really get what happens at the end of like what really, really Tokyo is just constantly raining now and like underwater. Really? Yes. Is that, like, like, seriously, that's the story, you know, like, I, I don't know. Um, I, I think I these are all probably in my top 50 favorite things I've ever watched, probably to even top 25. So it's not uh, saying much when I put them one, two and three, I don't think. But uh, but what about you? I mean, that's exactly where I am. We're like in my top 100 your name and weathering with you are right next to each other. Like that's how close I feel that, that they are. And I, honestly, I think Suzume is going to be right. I, I'm going to think on it too a little bit, but they each do something different that like separates them from the others where I think like your name has like the best story. I think weathering with you has the best message. I think Suzume has the best character Uh, to me where like, I put I'll probably put Suzume at three, only because a few things I really miss Radwimps. I, I I do think to me that the music is a huge part of Makoto Shinkai films, if not like as the animation and the story. I think like the music is that impactful in his stories. I also thought like the beginning of Suzume was like a little too fast. I feel like they were jumping into things like right away, which is very different than the other two films uh that that, to say that's bad i guess it's more of that i prefer the storytelling style of your name and weathering with you so i'm gonna go suzume three uh your name two weathering with you one um but i mean it's like i mean it's like 9.8 9.7 like that's how close they are they are all incredible and uh by the way the word suzume uh, doing some quick Googling and researching here means sparrow or uh, sm- like small tears of a sparrow, apparently. Ooh. So uh, that's interesting because sparrows travel great distances uh, in their migrations uh, here in the United States, at least. So maybe that's a little, uh, well, not maybe, of course, that's why her, you know, her name is Susan May. There, there's always a reason right yep. behind anything that, that happens Uh so that's cool. Oh man, I want to watch it again. Don't you? Like, I I need to go watch. I kind of want to go back and watch like Weathering with you and see that too. like, because I have it at one. I'm like, do I really remember it being my favorite Shinkai film? Because the more that I sit on Suzume, the more I like it. And maybe I'll change my mind tomorrow. But like for right now, that's where I I'm feeling it because man, it's just like. I don't know. I, I guess I was blown away by your name in terms of like the animation and all that. Weathering with you, I was blown away. And this, and Suzume, I just thought was good. It, it, it's what I expected. And I, I, I thought that they could have had some opportunities to go above and beyond. And I don't want to say cut corners, but kind of cut corners a little bit that I wish that they didn't do. Maybe a hot take. Who knows? No, completely fair. Um, I, I, so this is so much fun. I loved this movie. Oh, ah, man, there's so many little Easter eggs too that we didn't even talk about, like little references or 
Um, I guess one big thing that I thought was done, I think we talked a little bit about it, uh, but this was probably the funniest of any of any of the big three or any. And of course, I, I know I've seen every other Shinkai film and none of them are very comedic. You know, the like, your name was they, really yeah, they the have big their moments. Right. But like your name was the one that finally really brought, you know, that like every everything there was a joke or some sort of like thing to make you smile mm-hmm. or, or or think in those moments versus like, I don't know, the tone of five centimeters per second or voice of distant star, like very, very different tonally to, compared to the last three movies he's done. And I, I would say that this one was the funniest throughout for me. I thought like, I, I, don't know, I was laughing my ass off uh, at the. You know, just little things, little things happening in the background, uh, her standing on him and then being like, oh, th- oh, by the way, thank you for, oh, can I stand on yeah, you? Yeah, can it's I like, step on you? Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, it's yeah. like, you already stepped on me. Like, uh, like, you know, little moments like that were really, really fun. Uh, and at first I was also like kind of creeped out by the idea that these two could have ended up romantically involved. And then Ooh. it okay, cause I'll, I'll... grew on me. Because it's like, okay, at first I thought the guy was like 30, yeah. you know, he looks old, but then it's like, all right, he's probably actually like 20 and she's, let's say like 16, 16 she's a junior 16, in high 17. school, yeah. Like, so it's like a little better, still not great, but I think given the circumstances, I'm willing to let it slide a little bit, you know, um, that little, that moment where she definitely kissed him and it woke him up and he's like, did you just do something to me? And she's like, nope. You know, like that, that was a cute, fun little, mm-hmm. little moment. I don't know. But like, yeah, to me, like the, the relationship uh, aspect was, didn't bother me that much. And I, and I also like that it wasn't like some big dramatic kiss to end yeah. the movie, which he never really he gave her a hug. Either. And then he's like, I'll see you yeah. in two years when you're 18. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know what he, well, he had to go back and close all the gates or something. Yeah. Right. And, um, and again, I guess we didn't see them really like interact after that. Cause we just saw in the. Uh, well, we see them obviously talk at the very end, and, and that's it, right? They say mm-hmm. hello to each other again. Um, and also, like, like we—I mean, it's probably romantic love, but like, it, it's not necessarily that like she loves him romantically. I guess, like, I mean, let, let's be—that's yeah. probably what it is. But I think that there is like an off chance that like it's not that. But I here's why I do think it is. Another Miyazaki reference. Uh, I don't think you've seen this movie. I was thinking that this was like these characters were like Howl at, uh, from Howl's Moving Castle. That that these two leads were very a nod to Howl's Moving Castle, where um, uh, Sota is like, you know, he's the one that has like the powers and stuff like that, and he's the one like locking the doors. But it's actually Suzume that's like saving sota and that kind of happens in howl's moving castle and so that's i was getting like really heavy vibes with that as well so i was was like oh i wonder if people who like howl's moving castle are really gonna like this movie and i also wonder if anyone else is gonna put that reference together i could be like talking shit but like i feel like they have a very similar dynamic in howl's that they had in suzume let me know what you think out there I was just saying, I wouldn't be able to tell you, but people in the comments can for sure. Bro, uh, you would love Howl's Moving Castle. Oh, I'm sure I would. I just need to sit down and watch Ghibli, other than... Sophie, uh, that's her name. Sophie and Howl. That, that, that was the vibe I was getting a lot. I've only seen Grave of the Fireflies, so... Uh, you know, the, the happiest of the Ghibli films. Mm. So, um, 
But yeah, Anna, do you have uh, any other major things that you want to talk about? I mean, again, I could I could rant about this movie, I think, forever, and I'm going to. Uh, mm. It's it's great. But is there anything else that really like stuck out to you or that, that you think is worth discussing for any uh, reason? No, I, I'm intrigued to see if somebody does like a deep dive, like analysis on some of the things that are maybe more Japanese cultured that I think that could really elevate this movie. I, I think there's something like with the cats that I just don't have that information right now. And I think if somebody told me like what they like symbolized, then maybe that this is even like a higher ranking down the road because i love that stuff when it comes to like animes it's like tell me tell me more tell me what why this existed why this mattered i took it as yan and yang just because they were black and white but maybe that was just again reading into it too much i have no idea uh that, that that's how i because oh, and again that's, that, that's good my my interpretation as well and of course the black cat is the one that's more violent or whatever uh, darker, I guess, like the one that's actually fighting the worm versus then the the white cat is mm-hmm. the one leading them, you know, leading them to the light, leading them to the the where they need to be, destiny, whatever, blah blah blah. I did did you interpret the black cat as the person that was like really driving uh, Tamaki towards saying those awful things to Suzume, like you know when they were at the rest stop? That's how I, you know, like the fact that it was standing behind her. That's yeah. how I interpreted it. Um, and then, of course, you know, she also sits there and goes like, oh, I don't know what came over me. It's like, mm. well, maybe they knew that they had to bring that out of you in order to progress, you know, help them progress and continue to, to go down their, their, their I, journey. I definitely think that's what it symbolized. Yep. Well, look at me being all smart sometimes. Look at you. you know? I know, look, look, I know. Look at, look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's something to add to the Discord soundboard. Uh, but yeah, uh, I don't know. Do you want to do uh, closing thoughts then yeah, and, and, our, and our scores as yeah. well? You want to go first? You want me to go first? How about I go first? Because I think you're <laughs> going to say more. Okay. Okay. Um, I love this film. I loved Suzume as a main character. She was fantastic. I loved her brashness, her rationale. Everything about her was wonderful. The animation was like a nine out of 10. It was, it was killer. I do. The thing is like when I see these types of film, I'm expecting a 10 out of 10 and I'm also expecting rad whims. It's a huge part of Makoto Shinkai films for me. It's not going to be the same for everybody, but to me, I just, when I think of Shinkai films, I think of the music as well. And I thought, well, however, I do think like the opening like whistle song or uh, not whistle, but like her humming in this, like, tone that's like haunting at times was i think that's gonna like live rent free in my head for a while so that was really cool but i just think that there was moments where they could have implemented the soundtrack a little bit more which is i'm expecting from a really high budget film that being said this was a fantastic film uh wouldn't surprise me if this is the best film all year uh i'm gonna give it a nine yeah i loved it Alrighty, yeah. Oh man, that's yeah. It's just like uh, I don't know. It's gonna be a niche reference, but I I just saw Hades Town uh, in, in on the stage, and the anyone who's seen that uh, that play, the, there's a a certain just literally it's la 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 la, and they sing that like a dozen times in the mm-hmm. show, and every time it's just like, God damn it! It's I've literally I've saw it like a month and a half ago, and it is still. 
every day I wake up and I'm thinking about that that fucking melody. So I think that that's gonna happen to me with Suzume now. Uh, this this was so cool. Uh, it had a little bit of everything for me. I think uh, with the historical and mythological aspects that were that were involved that we are used to seeing in Shinkai uh, movies. I don't want to repeat myself too much on, on stuff I've said earlier, but like what Pete said, animation was great, except for those very random, noticeable CG moments, which again, it's not like it's bad CG. It's just that it was CG. So you and you can tell because uh, everything else in this movie is so beautifully hand drawn. It's like flawless. And then, it's yeah. so. Yeah. And then it just stands out. So it's not a bad. Uh, yeah. And I, I agree. The music was uh, less Radwimps than normal. But still, it still had Radwimps, man, you know, like for me. So I had enough. It did. Uh, yeah. It did. Like, I, I did. I had enough and I enjoyed the uh, a lot of the soundtrack uh, throughout the rest of the movie, too. Uh, what one thing I will note, uh, it is once again, uh, Makoto Shinkai telling the same story for the eighth movie in a row, kind of. I think you could do that. I think a lazy critic would say that or a person who doesn't like Shinkai films might be able to say that and make that case. However, I think that this one, if you were to compare your name to Weathering With You versus Weathering With You to this, uh, to Suzume, the similarities between Weathering With You and your name are so much more so yep. than the similarities between Weathering With You and Suzume. And that goes beyond just the fact that those other two share a universe and this one doesn't. At the end of the day, is it a, a guy and a girl tra- fighting destiny, fighting whatever they're doing? Sure, but I, I hate to break this to you, but most stories in human literature involve a guy and a girl <laughs> or a, a guy and a, and a love interest or, or anything along those lines. Like, I think that that's a very uh, stupid <laughs> like to put it a very stupid complaint to have these these movies are different enough they're not the same story they may have some similar messaging and theming but they are not the same uh this is so 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 worth seeing um i want to like take my parents to go see it seriously because they they're not big into anime but i think that they would enjoy this movie i'd probably have to get them to uh compromise on seeing a dub but i yeah. i bet they would enjoy this you know like they would enjoy seeing how beautiful it is and 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 again the story it was so so fun it was such a fun ride like the the journey through through japan from the south to the north like that was so so cool it's uh similar to what pete's about to be doing and i'm that i'm so fucking jealous of i'm literally leaving in 12 hours (laughs) to to go to go to japan this lucky lucky duck got to see this movie beforehand um Man, I I love this, and I can't wait to talk about this movie with everybody. That as people continue to see it more and more, cannot wait for the next Shinkai film uh, that'll come in probably three years or, four, or two yeah, years three, at this four point. Years, yeah, two two to four years at this point. Um, yeah, this was so much fun. Oh, God, I uh, but for me, a nine out of ten, I think is where it's gonna sit, just because it's not your name uh, for me. Like your name, just. I, I think the uh, the the big thing for me with this movie is that it didn't it built progressively really really well throughout and it, and there wasn't a weak point in the movie at least for me but there also wasn't this that one so again there's like, no there's no like massive climax like the other two I, that's why yeah I feel yeah like too. well yeah or there and it wasn't even like like in your name the climax or the 
you know, the pen drop that we just we talked about probably 10, 15 minutes ago. That's like a third, two thirds of the way into the movie. There's still plenty of time yeah. after the fact. And but that stuck with sticks with you. Right. Uh, in weathering with you, like you talked about them falling through the sky and Brad Wimps coming in yes. and just oh, like the that great beautiful. Oh. oh, that was so 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 good like that stuck with me and it you know again rent free in my head suzume yeah the stabbing moment into the worm is cool beautifully done and there are a lot of moments like that in the movie every time they closed the key it was gorgeous yeah agree but but nothing really no specific scene sat there for me and made me go holy yeah, shit like, what, that was what's incredible. the moment from this that's gonna stick out to people and I'm just like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know I think the other two had like clear cut because everybody agreed like that was it. Like that is the iconic scene for this movie. Suzume, maybe the last closing of the door, but like it's it's not the same. It, it's cool. It's great. It means a lot. It's just not the same. Mm, I agree. And so, yeah, that's why for me, it's a nine where uh again it's a it's a very strong nine very though. like strong, nine, yes. a very strong nine out of ten go see this fucking movie it is so so good uh i cannot get enough shinkai in my life and yeah this this was so much fun i i again I, we're gonna finish this episode and still be talking about it probably for another 20 minutes uh probably yeah. So let's do that. Uh, thank you so much. If you have made it this far, the best, if you want to support us, the best way to do so is to like, comment, subscribe, uh, leave a review on whatever platform you're watching or listening to us on. Got a bunch of stuff coming up in terms of content while I am out of the country. So look forward to that. Otherwise, thank you so much. And we'll see you next time.